Hello. Well, it's been one of those months, really. November wasn't particularly great. I got a bad dose of uh, cold, which meant I didn't feel like doing anything. And it's one of those colds that takes a lot of shifting. I've still got it now three weeks later. I did manage to get up to Edinburgh to the Christmas market and take some photos on Calton Hill, which I'll be talking about a little bit later. But I thought first we'd get on with a little bit of housekeeping. Not much going on with the website at the moment, uh, although the improvements over the year have been fantastic. Really enjoying the direction that it's going. It's looking a lot better and hopefully there'll be more improvements coming over the next year as well. I've got a few links to mention, including a rather uh, interesting one that isn't really photography, but it's kind of photography related, which uh, I quite enjoyed watching recently. Uh, but the first thing I will mention is about the news to do with Flickr. Flickr is a service that I've been using since 2012, and it recently got bought by SmugMug. I think it was this year. Earlier this year, I think the final deal went through. So, <sighs> SmugMug decided that they were just going to go along with things for the time being and then they were going to work out what they were going to do. Anyway, they've finally released some of the details of what direction they're going to take it in. And there's some big changes. Uh, the free accounts, which I'm currently using at the moment because I didn't really see the point in getting a paid account. Um, I'd had one for quite a few years and just paying money just to get rid of adverts is not my idea of um, is not really my idea of good value for money you know you want something extra along with that and Smogmug have decided that Flickr is only going to support a thousand images for free accounts if you have any over that then if you don't back them up or you don't get a paid account then you will lose them they will be deleted um, they say that this is only going to be affecting three percent of accounts and sadly I am in that three percent because I've used Flickr for backing up images for quite a few years now mainly from my mobile phone because it's it was very easy just open the app and just let the automatic uploader take care of any new images that had been taken on the phone it was great for peace of mind you know if you lost the phone or the phone was damaged you know that the images were somewhere else but anyway that's all come to an end uh, unless you pay the 50 pounds a year for what they call a pro account and again it's one of those where I don't really want to pay any money in because I don't quite know what is going to be offered what sort of changes are going to be made initially i decided with my Flickr account that i was going to keep it uh, get rid of it sorry um and then i decided a few days later that i was going to keep it go below the thousand image limit for the free account and just see how things go over the next 12 months it might mean that in 2019 i finally delete the Flickr account but um We'll see what they offer and how things go. I do think that the deleting of images is a mistake. I think a freeze would have been better where, you know, if you were over the thousand, then they said, look, you know, these images will not be deleted over that, but you cannot upload anymore. It is frozen. That is it. 
you have to pay to upload more images to the service. But sadly, you know, uh, server space costs money, and they obviously don't believe that that would work. So you've got to get your images off if you've got more than a thousand, and you've got a free account. It's as simple as that. I think the cutoff date is February the eighth, but I would double check that online. Certainly, you have got. I would recommend that if you have got a free account, you've got over a thousand images on your Flickr site and you don't want to lose any then I would back them up by Christmas. That's what I intend doing. I intend uh, getting the... I've already backed up 2,000 and taken them off so I've basically just got to get another thousand off and I should be all right and then I'll just keep an eye on um, on what SmugMug do with Flickr. It's a bit up in the air a lot of the comments that I was seeing online weren't particularly favorable the vast majority of them uh, didn't like the price rise because the Flickr Pro account was about 25 28 pounds something like that I think that is now doubled to about 50 50 pounds is an awful lot of money and there's plenty of options these days to spend that money you can get um, and a paid account at 500 px even Pickfair have released a new uh, Pickfair Plus account where you pay £50 a year and you get various different perks and things, uh, mostly design, extra design um, options. That's the word I'm looking for. Extra design options for how you develop your page on there. Uh, the pick fair one, I am not going to part with any money there because it hasn't earned me any money yet. Um, Getty Images is the one that's doing well for me. And pick fair, I haven't made a bean off of that yet. Um, it's been developed over this year. There's about 120 images on there and I haven't sold one. So either... There's two options. Either the site doesn't quite get in front of the people that it should do, or my images are no good, and I don't think it's the second one. So we'll have to see how the Pickfair service develops. Maybe 2019 is when it comes into its own and starts earning some revenue, because that's what the page is all about at the end of the day. People are not putting photos on there for the goodness of their health. They want to sell those images and make some money from their photography. So I won't be buying the Pickfair Plus package quite yet. And as for Flickr, we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, but until it's until we actually know with some certainty what's happening, personally, I wouldn't recommend handing any cash over. It does seem as though it's in a bit of flux. And there's also another thing is, even if you do pay your account um, and you do get that extra storage space, there is that rather worrying thing that if for some reason, you know, something happens to you, your archive is not going to outlive you uh, very well. You could have 12,000 images from a lifetime of photography on Flickr. But if they don't get their cash when it's due, that means that 11,000 images will get deleted just like that. And uh, I think that's rather sad. 
like I say, I would have rather have uh, had a, a, an image freeze where that's it. Your images are safe with us, but you can't upload any more unless you pay the cash. Um, I think that would be a safer option. It would cost them more, and basically it's down to money. But the recent Flickr thing does show how terms and conditions can change. You've got to keep on top of stuff and don't rely on just one archive for your images to be backed up to. You've got to make sure that you have multiple backups because some of these services can change just like that. They will say that they are sorry and they will apologize profusely but at the end of the day they're going to go through and do it and delete those pictures regardless of uh, how valuable they are to you. Bit of a sad end really for Flickr if it does come to uh, an end. I rather enjoyed the service but um, it was a bit of a poor relative in the uh, Yahoo family and smug mugs seem as though they're taking it more towards the smug mug um, identity and way of working. Okay, on to the links and the three links I'm going to mention. I'm just going to mention these very quickly. There's about another five minutes of the podcast left, I would say. I want to try and keep this under 15 minutes. We've had a couple of long ones these last couple of months. Um, but anyway, I will start off with The War Game. Now, The War Game is not any photography. It is a documentary drama or drama documentary, depending on how you uh, want to say it. Made in the 1960s by Peter Watkins, a very talented director. Um, it depicts the consequences of a nuclear attack on Britain. And it's made in such a way, not a big budget, clever camera work, good bit of acting from an amateur cast. There's not really any professional actors in there. Um, some good makeup and just putting the facts there of what Britain would be like in a nuclear attack and it doesn't pull its punches it's 45 minutes which you can't say is enjoyable but it is a fantastic demonstration of what you can do on a limited budget if you know what you are doing and you can still produce a really effective scary horrifying film the film was originally supposed to go out on the BBC in 1966, but the BBC bottled it. Uh, they said the effect of the film has been judged by the BBC to be too horrifying for the medium of broadcasting, and the film was only finally televised on the 31st of July 1985, so literally about 20 years later did the BBC think that we could uh, handle it. Ironically, there was also a series of uh, films made at that time that sort of were like a follow-on from that. It was called Threads, and it was all about a nuclear attack on Sheffield. I actually think the war game is better. Uh, Threads was more like um, a post-apocalyptic nuclear soap opera, in a way. The War Game just plays it straight as a documentary, which makes it, in a way, slightly more terrifying. Um, there's quite a few unpleasant scenes that you would say, yeah, if it had been broadcast in the 60s, it would have scared Britain silly. Um, but maybe Britain needed to be scared silly. So, uh, But it was ahead of its time. Fantastic director, Peter Watkins. He also made um, a film... 
in a similar sort of style drama documentary about the Battle of Culloden. If you can imagine a TV film crew being able to fill, film the Battle of Culloden taking place and talking to the protagonists and interviewing people. and It's a fantastic idea, fantastic piece of film work as well. Um, definitely check both of those out. It is on the iPlayer for another seven months. If you can't find it on the iPlayer, if you're outside of the UK, then have a look on YouTube. It's bound to be somewhere around, or just a clip that you can maybe watch and get a taster of. But the War Game is certainly a recommended uh, film because it just the documentary style just works beautifully on uh, on this subject matter. But it's not an easy watch, even uh, all these years later. The next couple of links are um, sort of related. They're all about lifestyles, I suppose, really. Uh, the first one is from the New York Times Lens Photo Blog. It's living beneath the ground in an Australian desert. And this is about the residents of Cuba Pedy, who escape the searing heat by building their homes underground uh, and Tamara Marino um, has captured life beneath the earth. Essentially you've got people who are living in underground houses, caves for the want of a better word. Um, it's quite a diverse community, there's Germans, there's Serbs, there's all sorts of people um in this mining community the images are absolutely fantastic it is an absolutely remarkable um series of images and a, a remarkable way of living really um absolutely blown away by the way that some people live their lives uh certainly not for everybody and just the temperatures alone um you can understand the outside temperatures you know of an Australian summer you can understand why they've decided to build them uh, build themselves a life underground it's absolutely amazing um, the way that like I say some people live it's just remarkable so that is tomorrow Marino's or Marino's uh, Images underground of a mining community in the Australian desert. Fantastic set of images. The next one is from the BBC News in Pictures photo blog. A remote UK community living off grid. This is a series of images by Ed Gold who lived with a community documenting people's lives and exploring what drove them to live in a remote location in the northwest highlands of Scotland in a small off-grid community called Skoraig. Uh, basically uh, they live in relative isolation it's accessible only by boat or a five-mile walk. They power, or partly power their houses using wind power, and the inhabitants are crofters with cattle and sheep. There's a violin maker, a Russian translator, volunteers, and a part-time postal worker. So it's quite a diverse set of people, and it's a combination of landscape images and what I would call working portraits uh, it's people 
just getting on with their day-to-day -day lives and being photographed. It's a, a fantastic series of images. Interesting that a lot of the community are over 40, between 40 and 65. Not that much in the way of uh, young people particularly, but then again, maybe, you know, quality of life is not really something that you think about too much when you're... Uh, when you're young, you probably just think that you want to uh, have a bit of fun. Um, but again, the the community is just so diverse, fantastic way of living. Wouldn't mind trying myself for, you know, six months or a year. Um, and the best way that you can photograph these people is by living with them and seeing how they work and what they get, get up to. One... To take an example of the type of people, you've got, you've got one, uh, Dale, 47. I was fed up with working in an office all day, looking at a screen and having to pay to go to a gym to keep fit. I was fed up with all the people. It would take me 40 minutes to drive seven miles to get into work. So a lot of these people are sort of like going for the quality of life rather than uh, monetary value, which you can understand. So that is Ed Gold's pictures of a community in uh, the northwest of Scotland going off grid. Fantastic series of images. That is it. I have gone over my uh, 15 minute limit, but who cares? We're coming up to 18 minutes. So I'll, I will say um, the podcasts are on their way for December. There's going to be a bonus podcast, which is going to be all about uh, book off my shelf. Uh, I know which one it is, but I'll have to uh, find out what that is. That'll be coming next week, probably. And then there'll be the December podcast slightly earlier than usual the following week after that. So thanks for listening. And I will say bye bye.